work is framed as a necessary burden, but we believe that it's work worth doing. This podcast is all about how to reframe equity work from just fighting injustice to building work that brings justice, meeting the needs of everyone. Work, work. Desmond Spann, aka the Lux of Light, getting right on the mic, teaching life with that work, work. The imaginer, genius awakener, educator in the art of contemplating work, work. Podcast for teachers in the class to focus on the heart of the craft. Work, work. Or refrain from the blame and the shame and the pain and disdain because we gain from that. Work, work. All right, it is the strike work two of the work worth podcast i am desmond span i'm jesse gardner i'm here today november 15th day 10 of the strike yeah together again yes <laughs> feels good for the heart man yeah yeah so many emotions <laughs> all the emotions all right let's take a breath and just feel them all <laughs> Wow, that's a lot. Okay, that's a lot. Let... We are in double digits of the PAT strike with PPS management. Oh, I'm going to talk about that turn of phrase yeah. later. The PPS management piece. The update I'm thinking about for just, I don't know, trying to put a format for this together on the fly is like, here's a section of updates, like what's kind of happened most recently. PAT sent proposals that essentially were some areas that we could clarify and compromise to bring down uh, the cost. Mm-hmm. And I think the total reduction was like 121 million. Yep. Something like that. And so that was sent out to us last night via email. And I think people were responding to the proposal and I think also people were responding to like the tone of the email that came out from PAT on the bargaining update was saying like, okay, there's progress being had. There was sidebar conversations that felt promising. They were getting somewhere. They were discussing the issues. So hearing that from PAT, you know, gave me a little bit of hope that yeah. it might be ending within the week, however. <laughs> yeah. There was a little bit of hope. And then also in our circle at, at McDaniel this morning, a little bit of, wait, what are we compromising? Is there too much compromise? Mm-hmm. We did, you know, and everything that we do as a union, Portland Association of Teachers, has to be ratified by its members. That would be an interesting thing, term yeah. of events. Yeah. The bargaining team's like, all right, here's what we think, tentative. And then we, as a union, say like, nope. That would be very interesting if that happens. I can see the headlines now. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Teachers deny new proposal. I don't know what. (laughs) Be spun. As us terrorists do, according to. Dang. I need to see that article before I really start riffing on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much, but yeah. Let's get into just kind of some insights 
and observations that we've noticed at least on day 10. Yeah. Uh, Jesse, you, you're talking about the peaks and valleys. Yeah, just uh, the peaks being together in solidarity. And like at McDaniel, there's 100 plus educators. We circle up every morning, do some sort of movement, call and response. The deans here are making breakfast burritos, you know, biscuits and gravy. People are bringing baked goods. Every, my friend Josh is DJing, like the music, karaoke. Like the community is strong. And when I'm here, it's just like riding a high off everyone's energy. Mm-hmm. Have you been feeling that at Franklin? Yeah, I would echo that at Franklin. Not so much the breakfast being made. Yeah. <laughs> Every morning. We're special. We got, we do, there's a lot of people who are bringing the food, bringing snacks. Oh, I forgot we had coffee too. Yeah, bringing coffee. Caffeination. We're getting, there's like a drive kind of for folks where yeah. the pay cut of the strike, you know, might be hitting them a little, a little bit harder. Yeah. Shout, really out, shout out to that. Kim at Franklin because she told me to get that going here at McDaniel too. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it, it's a. I really like how we're coming together to take care of each other, and just the uncertainty of it all. Yeah, that's the valley, huh? I think so. The valley's the like, ominous, like, okay, is this the last day, or is this gonna go another day, another week, another? How long? Like that underlying unknown definitely left to the mind is fear-inducing. Mm-hmm. And for me and just people I've talked to, that's been the valley. Yeah. And I would add the fact that we are in the third week. Yeah. I, did, I never talked to anyone who thought this was going to go longer than eight days. Yeah. And some had like really optimistic, like, oh, we're going to get it solved within the first yeah. weekend. Yeah. And there's not too many pessimists who are like, oh, God, (laughs) I will say, though, one of my students, right, as we're talking about it, the last day is like, this feels like COVID. Like everyone was saying, it's just going to be one week. (laughs) Then we'll be back. And so far, that's been a little too on the money. Yeah. No, I mean, it's I I had similar. I remember talking to my students and kind of giving that similar. We don't know. Yeah. Even before we actually did the strike and it was happening, mm-hmm. until it was official, school is closed November 1st. Yeah. Because what we voted for was the ability to authorize a strike. We yeah. didn't vote to strike. So once the bargaining team had our votes, the 99% <laughs> yeah. yes vote to authorize a strike, you know, it could have been worked out. Where the bargaining team's like, all right, we don't need it. We're good. We got, you know, we got what we need or, um, you know, we got it worked out. So there was just so much uncertainty, even, you know, people were like, oh, yeah, you're going to strike. Oh, yeah, you're going to strike. And in hindsight, we did, obviously. But there's so much uncertainty along the way because at any moment, this could be done and then... But you don't know where you're going to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Little teacher conferences or after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Could be <laughs> this right week. now they could have agreed on something. Right. But I mean, that's part of the peaks too, is just recognizing each other's common humanity and on the picket line, mm-hmm. like having depth of conversation with my colleagues 
many who I consider friends. And a lot of times at school, it's just like, hey, how you doing? Yeah, how was your weekend? Okay, that's cool. How's the fam? But now it's like, what are you going through? Right. You know, how you, like, I've dropped in multiple times with my fellow, on the picket line with my fellow friends, colleagues, and just got real. Yeah. And that feels soul nourishing. And you kind of need that in the midst of that unknown. There's that relationship piece, that yeah. community. And it's something you said the other day. And I don't know if it doesn't matter where it came from, but you said it about how what we have as teachers, as a PAT, to get us through this is a sense of community and togetherness. Yeah. Yep. While PPS management mm-hmm. may not have that. They might. As far as it looks like from the outside, they have fragile political alliances. Uh-huh. And they have, they're keeping themselves and their jobs safe as possible. <laughs> yeah, it seems. And that's a lot of what this is. It just, I think another value for me is just the, I default to give the benefit of the doubt, generous assumptions. Because it's good. It feels better to do that yeah. than to be convinced that they don't care. Yeah. They're all about this. They're all about that. And yet, I'm not so optimistic that, I guess, I gaslight my own skepticism. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, wait, let me think about that. To be able to say... Mm. Honor that skepticism. Yeah. And kind of to this next point of the whole health insurance. Yeah. That was a big topic at the rally uh, today. And it's been, I mean, personally, it's a big deal for me. You know, I, I my beloved depend on that health insurance to cover a lot of uh, medical costs and prescriptions. And so that would be a giant hit if that was taken away. And that, I, that's for me, the underlying fear when I'm away and just, in in my loop mental loops about it is oh my goodness what if we lose insurance we are not going to be able to pay a mortgage you know what i mean mm-hmm. so tomorrow we find out right i think from pps if they're gonna management pps management is going to renew our insurance for if we keep going on strike yeah i, I guess that's the i mean Heard the last episode yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I still don't know what I'm going to do with that email. So, yeah, <laughs> I got the email you have, say you have two hours. I know I got, I got, <laughs> I got <laughs> two more hours. What in a day? What? Like five o'clock in a day? Or yeah. Like, you know, midnight in a day. What are we talking about? I no respect like I don't know what I'm, you know, supposed to do. I was talking to our strike captain. Shout out to Anna York. Woo, strike captain. Yeah, Anna. And I, I kind of made the comment of, well, I inadvertently crossed the picket line through paperwork, but physically not be across Whoa, the picket line. <laughs> a paperwork picket line. Because I, yeah. I don't know what the four, like what I'm actually agreeing to if I actually yeah. fill out the form. Yeah. And, you know, if I like fill out the form the wrong way and they call me up like, hey, why didn't you a uh, reporter? Why didn't you like? Because I didn't know, and no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Right? So I'm just, and which kind of, like, the whole 
and I think this is where where it's something's just getting missed, and I and it's kind of the maybe the last thing I want to have us talk about or think about is like after the strike. It's just really mm-hmm. how everything is happening is just setting us up to have this really uh, already inflamed, bitter taste in our mouth mm-hmm. with PPS management. Mm-hmm. Because let's say I don't fill it out and whatever the default thing is happens. And then at some point when I'm like, hey, what's going on with my leave? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you we were supposed to do this, but you didn't do that. So that's why we, you know, stopped your leave here. Mm-hmm. Like to me, like I'm not. I was already not really thinking about coming back full time to PPS. Mm-hmm. But with all this kind of unclarity back and forth about my leave and health insurance, it's too much of a hassle just dealing with that part, not even getting into just mm. the day to day grind of doing the job. Yeah. And I'm. Yeah very anti-hassle right now <laughs> no doubt my mental health yeah. is very anti-hassle that's why i'm on a leave yep is to have that break that mental space to mm-hmm. just not sacrifice more of my being in a long-term way where i'm unable to recover from yeah and earlier before the strike talk there's possibility of okay you know have time It's doable. I still love teaching. Mm -hmm. I still love like the creativity in it. And by having every other day off, it's okay. This is a pace I can sustain. And so maybe I keep going like this for a while. Yeah. But now with how this is all unfolding, like why would I sign up again to be in this district managed by this management yeah you know i love you know the connections the people i get all that and for me introvert i only need my connections with the few people that i connect with yeah yeah, and the people that i connect with ideally they're not just connecting with me because i'm a teacher they're connecting Hmm. with me because of who i am exactly and i'll still be connected to them yeah so if i don't need the job to maintain the connections i want to maintain and there's nothing about the way that PPS is being managed that really supports my beingness and my health. Why would I stay around? Yeah. And I'm a black male educator. Yep. And so what is that saying? What is that speaking back of like no retention? Well, I was going to say <laughs> rare in Portland. Mm-hmm. And that's the. So you can you have language about, yes, we want to keep educators of color. You have ideas and talking points about that. And. But it's how these things happen, whether they're intentional because it's a tactical political thing or if it's just a a level of dysfunction to where the incompetence and not the incompetence of like the people doing the job, but just like the incompetence of just like the system as a whole. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, we still got to get this out. And it's 24 hours before you need a reply back. Yeah. That does not no. feel good to people. Yeah. And they even have this whole conversation about health insurance and like the fact that it's even a a possibility 
and you haven't come out as management to say, hey, no, this is not going to happen. It's good. And maybe you have, and maybe I'm, you know, we're just not hearing it from the same sources, but I, like from my, where I'm sitting on it right now, it's kind of like the fact that the rally, you know, call to action today was to bring a picture of your family mm-hmm. and leave it on the profit center. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oof, that's powerful. Right. That was like, powerful to see. Yeah. yeah. Powerful to be a part of. Like, we're not doing this just to pat our pockets or because we're um, selfish. This is for our families. This is for students. This is for the future. And something that might transition to the after the strike part we're going to get into is like, for me and my broad vision, this is like scratching the surface of the change that is coming to Mm. education. Mm. Like, these are going to be more commonplace. We're doing this in Portland Public School, the biggest district in Oregon. This is going to ripple effect across the region to teachers to get compensated for what they're doing. Right. On the other hand, as above, so below. We're we're sick of this bureaucracy and hierarchy that's not seeing us or validating us. Mm-hmm. And we're feeling the sting of that. And I feel as we're kind of in the top hierarchy of the school as far as the classroom structure. It's like we're sitting on the top there. We need to bring in this same awareness, make sure we're seeing and validating our student experience, expertise, and genius, and like bringing, making sure that human to human connection and education is what's happening in our classroom, in my classroom. And I'm not just going through the motions and, and doing what I'm supposed to be doing, but I'm doing it from a genuine sense of care compassion humanity you know what i mean mm-hmm. all right so yeah thinking about after the strike yep hopefully tomorrow <laughs> hopefully tomorrow next week yeah please don't say december yeah I... please don't say 2024 <laughs> oh yeah a hyperbole right yeah uh, yeah about it's like being on strike for the whole year we're yeah. just being like all right you the class of 2024 you, you know boom Congratulations. Yeah. Well, you graduated that, after your first progress report. Yeah. Well, that was the email that went out, I guess, today. Someone showed me. It was like McDaniel sent out. I was like, don't worry, seniors. You will still be graduating June 5th, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, yeah. You know, just like that reassurance. Yeah. that's That happens because there's contracts for <laughs> the, uh, what was that place where they, where we do all of our graduations? Oh, at PG Park? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Those those dates get set. Yeah. For Providence Park. Providence Park. Providence Park. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Changes. But yeah, like after the strike, I I just think it's right now, it's being set up to be very, very bitter between PAT and PPS management. There's a deep divide. Yeah. That continues to be dug deeper. And that, how that heals and how that repairs... I don't know if it repairs with the same people. Yeah. How can you heal that depth of broken trust? You know, I I feel like our superintendent was already looking for, at least that's, I was overhearing that he was already looking for positions elsewhere. Yeah. After this next year, which is his last year for, I guess the contract or however it works. Yep. I should look into that. What's the process of becoming superintendent? Yeah. And that's part of, after the strike, it's like, we're trying to fight for enough money to live in the neighborhoods we teach in, in in order to afford the cost of living. 
and with the revolving door largely in administrative positions it's like they're here for a couple years for some career advancement and then they're out the door Mm -hmm. and it's less that investment into the community you Mm -hmm. don't you don't feel that it's not the fruit of that is evident right now in this strike right i think that's been the because i I was in a conversation talking about, I guess, the last superintendent that people felt, at least the, the group I was talking with, that they felt was like really there for um, for Portland. And apparently it was, you know, profit. Oh, really? Who yeah. that place was named after? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, I mean, you know, <laughs> I wasn't uh, working as a teacher back during those times. I might have been in... Uh, might have been in the high school during that time. Yeah. <laughs> Represent. But that, it's just a common thread of just like people viewing Portland as a pit stop to something better. Mm-hmm. You know, a little resume bump yeah. to something else. And we feel that on the ground level. We feel the just the disconnect. I heard in the speech today about basically this is 30 years coming. And it, it definitely wow. felt like a thinking about what you said about as above, so below. Since it hasn't really been like that mm-hmm. for so long, that's what the disconnect is. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like it has done everything great for its own members. I will say in recent strides as an educator of color, I've felt more supported by PAT and OEA mm-hmm. recently. Yeah. And knowing the people who were involved in really holding these organizations accountable to supporting educator, educators of color more effectively, that's why I'm connected and that's yeah. why I'm more... Because I'm not a big group think person. Yeah. <laughs> so I trust our leadership now and not just because they're Same. people of color, but I trust their leadership now because I have a relationship with them. Yeah. I know their heart. Mm-hmm. I know we've had these conversations. We've, you know, we've gone through yeah. the, we've, we've gone through and talked about the philosophies and all these different things to get to a point of just an understanding. Yeah. And all that relationship building takes time. And what I hope for in thinking about after the strike is this sense of community connection and solidarity. I hope it lasts. I hope it doesn't yeah. dissipate. And however it gets motivated, whether we use it for political action and, and elections or just how we do professional development together. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would more of that oh, human to human connection. We were, mm-hmm. t- we were joking around. Once we get back every day, we got to start with two laps around the, <laughs> yes. the cafeteria with some chants and just like genuine check-ins and a breakfast burrito. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Leave but every day with the breakfast burrito. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's, you know, continual space to be creative after the strike, I think is important. Like. I've seen my colleagues show up and share their gifts and creativity, whether it's sign making or people like sharing their insights in the morning circle or 
bring in the gluten-free coffee cake, you know. <laughs> Everyone's just kind of sharing what they have available. Mm-hmm. And I'd love to see that continue after the strike, like amongst teachers, amongst students, is just more just like community building, more just uh, taking ownership of our collective power. Yeah. To bring positive change. Yeah. Creating the conditions for justice to happen. <laughs> right. That is it. Work, work. That is what this is about. What am I stuck on right now? It's this feeling of not understanding something. The confusion of what's happening with PPS management. Yeah. And it's a fair feeling for me that connects to big moments in my life where I've confronted some type of systemic Mm. oppression Mm-hmm. Right, systemic racism. Yeah. And I'll even just say a systemic adaptive challenge. Mm. That's what's resonating in this yeah. confusion. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I, w- it's a similar confusion I've had. And I mean, people don't, I don't expect people to just know this story. But when I was going through my second year of teaching and had the whole, you're not good enough. What, what did she say? You're not, I don't think you can get good enough fast enough to not hurt kids. So the whole non-renewal plan of support thing that I went through my second year, it's a similar feeling of like, when I went into that meeting, I was clear that I needed to get better, willing to get better. But then the reaction from my administrator at the time was just like so one way and stuck and rigid. And it was just like, like huh? unsupportive, unsupportive. Like, again, not, like there's not an on agenda, your team. not on your not team. On my team, clearly not on my team. Like just that moment, you know, without rehashing the story of, because of what I'm trying to connect is that feeling of you're not really seeing me yeah. or hearing me in this moment. You're responding to your own view, your own perspective, your own agenda. Yeah. That you may not even recognize that you're stuck in. Because if you were able to hear me, you would be able to notice that. Okay. In that moment, I'm one you can work with. Yeah. And I guess the insight for me now is thinking like, I know there's a perception that like PAT may not may be difficult to work with. But for me, looking at the proposal we just sent and hearing the speech about like how we, I mean, we're teachers, we problem solve, right? They could have been working with us Mm -hmm. this whole time prior to the strike to just solve the problems that are preventing teachers to get the conditions they need to be able to give students what they need. Yeah, yeah. But why were you not able to do that? And then that's where that that mm-hmm. that thing pops yep. up for me. Yep. Oh, there's something else. Mm-hmm. Generously thinking, it's just a matter of they just haven't like they just don't see it that way. Yeah. Or more, I have these different words. More corrupted in the sense of not like they are corrupt, but in the way that power corrupts. Yep not recognizing how power is affecting them 
and their viewpoint yeah. and how yeah. they want to operate in. It's more yeah. about the winning of this than it is the coming up with solutions that, again, that are able to meet the most needs possible. Yeah. And that's what I feel what equity is. And that's where that tension is. Yeah. And it seems like PPS management, what's it one way? Yeah. So. Yeah. Unfortunately, power never gives power willingly. Mm -hmm. You know, but what I feel like the hope and the shift that is happening across, you know, like this is a microcosm of what's happening across the country world, you know, like all these like patterns that are connected is to realize, you know, even in our relationships, even in a marriage, it's like getting on the same team. We are on the same team. Right. What if sometimes when I'm in an argument, it's like, oh, I've lost track of we're on the same team. Right. If imagine what would, what could come out of this. I think that's key to the healing of this divide right now between the, us as a teacher's union and the management is to like, we're not on the same team. Right. But we, like, how do we get there? How can we have this like mutual understanding and connection? And a, a big step of that is just to be with our fear, just to see the fear. What are the fears that are there? Just get honest about the fears, mm -hmm. you know, and just to spend time with them and let, learn the lesson that they're trying to, that they're there for. And I think that's where we have to do adaptive work, the inner work. Yeah. To be able to recognize when we are being, I don't want, triggered, sure, but there's a different word. Yeah. Just, What's... I don't know, tapped, and trauma just being like, da -da -da. charged, charged, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, activated maybe. Yeah, yeah, activated. I think like that's just, a good somatic word. Yeah, like recognizing, like, I'm, I'm activated now, and in my activation, what am I prioritizing in, in these negotiations, yeah. right, in these moments? But if you don't have that, if you don't operate that way for whatever reason, because again, who knows what the personal work is for other folks, especially at the management level. But it's like, you're going to have to make tough choices yeah. to make a different priority and not keep viewing or even allowing teachers to be like the blame. Yeah. Because that's, if you spend any time in a classroom, there's already enough of that. Yeah. Like we're blaming ourselves enough already <laughs> without any, <laughs> without any help for anybody. Right. Like we're, we're like, ah, we're just not that student didn't do this thing, like to our own detriment. So then to add on top of, you know, not being listened to about our experience and then feeding the narrative that would attempt to paint teachers as um i guess anything less than human yeah that's a problem yep exactly and well what do you feel how have you been in this last 15 days how have you been taking care of yourself what practices or what have you been doing mm. as there's so much unknown and disruption different routines yeah well, prior to the strike, I've been, I made it 
I wanted to do an experiment to meditate every day. Nice. And I got into the routine prior to us starting November 1st. So that's been a place to kind of just get back to self. Yeah. And I don't meditate in a way of, ooh, I'm going to meditate to calm, but more of I'm practicing that healthy disconnection from the stories I tell myself. Yeah. To recognize, uh, okay, this is what this thought is. This is what this feeling is. And just putting my focus into observing those things. And that helps to keep me not getting stuck in a trance of, yeah, you know, really anything. I mean, I, I think we we're like, oh, ego's bad, ego's bad. I think ego's there for a purpose. And I don't want to get stuck in anything. Yeah. And so that, that's been a key practice. And then really beyond that, I'll admit I'm not doing as well as I want to be doing. Mm, same. And I think that's part of why this is back in effect because it's like it was either do something to kind of express and get it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or tell the story. Or kind of get back into like depression-based routines no doubt. of coping. No doubt. <laughs> so Yeah, and I think that's been one of my practices is just to get curious and loving towards that part of myself that wants to just binge watch a show or uh-huh. get curious and loving towards that part of myself that wants to keep stress eating. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get curious and loving towards that part of myself that wants to shut down and let myself just feel what's coming through. Mm-hmm. It's uh, similar to going through the pandemic early on. There's just, there's a lot of unknown and we just have to, it, it could be a portal of growth if we kind of work with it. Yeah. Because we've never had, this is new. It's, uh, there's unknown and life has unknowns. Yeah. And life has twists and turns. Um, and that we can work with this energy to get some more knowledge of self, get some more depth of community, but right. That's right. I'll add that I uh, make better choices when I can make better choices. Yeah. And when <laughs> I can't make better choices, I give myself grace. Yeah. And just accept that's where I'm at in the moment. Yeah. Because I know years past, I would be on my head berating myself for the binge watching of a show. Yeah. And that makes whatever I'm trying to regain or recover or relieve in my binge watching of a show, I don't get because I'm shaming myself for not Mm. doing something more productive. Yeah. So when I'm in those moments, yep, I'm going <laughs> to, my son turned me onto a new game called Balloons Tower Defense. <laughs> when I'm on your phone, on my I'm, phone, no. yes. I'm going <laughs> to say, I want to play this game. And then two hours later, it's like, all right, yep, I played it for two hours. <laughs> yep. I enjoyed it. And uh, that was good. And I got some fun in, some relief in. Yeah. And, Got an experience. All right. Now, <laughs> let me hit these push-ups before I go to bed. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> because make yeah. a better choice when I can make a better choice. No doubt. And that's been, yeah, I feel that. <laughs> it is not beating myself up about uh, 
you know, all the plans and the things that I ought to be doing and just realizing that, you know, they'll get done when they get done. They won't get done any faster if I'm trying to like, if I'm trying to shame myself into doing it. Yeah. It won't happen any faster. So that's kind of how I'm making it through. And, you know, I'm trying to get information. <laughs> just, you know, I'm just just doing my human thing. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Give me your information. Yeah. Help me out. What's the inside scoop? How long do you think it's going to be? No doubt. I'm just, I'm just, I'm doing what we're all, all doing. Yeah. Right? Trying to get that clarity to know. And, and in the meantime, feeding your soul with the little... Black Thought's new book, The Upcycled Self. <laughs> That's true. We got the new Andre 3000 flute album mm-hmm. dropping in two days. Yes. For our meditative, calm <laughs> vibrations to be enhanced. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, well, I think that is it yeah. for uh, day 10 of our strike. The strike work two. Again, I don't literally doing this in my car shout out to the prius yeah prius holding it down <laughs> <laughs> outside of park so no freestyling today at least yeah i'm not feeling up to it i'll hit him with that genius over doubt sometimes <laughs> i quiet sometimes i shout there it i'm is. on the picket line who schools our schools <laughs> whose podcast our, Our podcast. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next time, as always, Genius Over Doubt. Yes. Catch you at the next one. Peace. Deuces.